You're listening to Radio DePaul. shining bright today or I should say tonight 
I didn't really look up into the skies to see it. That's okay. If I was looking up when I, while I walk, I'd run into people. One seventeen twenty three, ten o four, p.m. You know what time it is. It's Radio to Paul, and it's every day I have the blues, and it's Chicago's College Connection. And I said that out of order, but who really cares? <laughs> Second show of the quarter, and man, what, what poor timing, uh, on my part. Because <laughs> I bet uh, while I was doing my show last week on January 10th, the great Jeff Beck passed away at the age of 78. Who knows what time? But we didn't find out the next day. And what a loss. Jeff Beck will be for everyone. He was a trailblazer, underrated amongst his peers. He didn't stick to a certain sound. He started off playing blues rock, hard rock, psychedelia that you just heard with uh, the cover of Muddy Waters' You Shook Me from the album Truth with Rod Stewart on the vocals and Ronnie Wood on the bass. And uh, I should say before he had that band, which was the Jeff Beck group, he was part of the Yardbirds uh, as the transition guitarist between Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page and uh, is in fact featured in the movie Blow Up, the Yardbirds playing Train Kept a Rollin'. Had his own group and then uh, turned towards some jazz fusion in the 70s. I, I believe. Or at least, at least that first, uh, the third Jeff Beck album was jazz, then went back to blues. And later we'll talk about a super group he formed after. And yes, then later had two great jazz fusion albums, Blow by Blow and Wired. And then, uh, then transitioned towards. Uh, electronica and he just kept playing little jazz clubs and theaters when he could and he was the guitarist guitarist you know always underrated people didn't talk about him enough compared to Clapton or Jimmy Page or any of his other British peers and uh, I, I really wish I saw him live man I really did I really wish but uh, rest in peace Jeff Beck 78 gone too soon what, what, a, what a loss. But keeping on with what we got on the dial. This past weekend, I uh, I went to the Music Box. Shout out Music Box Theater on Southport. Uh, and Southport and Waveland, I believe. Yeah, Southport and Waveland. And they're doing a series of matinees uh, around the famous writer-director Billy Wilder. And the certain it's this weekend was the third weekend they were doing the matinees. They started with the apartment uh, on New Year's Eve because that's a New Year's Eve set movie. And then 
went back to where he was writing stuff. And I saw the movie Ball of Fire, which was directed by Howard Hawks, but written by Wilder. And I didn't know, but uh, the famous jazz drummer, Gene Krupa, has a cameo in the movie in the very beginning where Gary Cooper goes to a nightclub so he can learn some slang. And Gene Krupa's band is playing, and then out comes Barbara Stanwyck, and then they play uh, the jazz tune, Drum Boogie. Little did I know that while doing my research, I learned that it was on this day in 1941 that Krupa recorded Drum Boogie in Chicago, no less. I thought, what a fitting song to include. So, without further ado, here is Gene Krupa and his orchestra with Drum Boogie here on Radio DePaul. Chicago's College Connection, and every day, I have the blues. Thank you. 
let a tear fall from your eye. Summertime. Billy Stewart. Here on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. And every day I have the blues. It's very clearly not summertime here in Chicago. It's about high 30s, low 40 degrees. But Billy Stewart did pass away on this day in 1970 in a car crash at the age of 32. Billy Stewart was very popular in the 1960s. He had plenty of top 10 hits, including his cover of Gershwin's Summertime, but also Secret Love, which was top 40, my apologies. And Sitting in the Park was top 40. I Do I do Love You was top 40. And many, many more. In fact, according to his Wikipedia page, he was very popular amongst the Chicano youth on the West Coast. And that's very interesting. And it was actually one of a, a favorite of Bob Dylan. In fact, and... I guess this, this song was also in What's Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I don't remember it being there, but whatever. And the song before that was Drum Boogie from Gene Krupa and his orchestra. Okay, next up, on this day, on the same day that Billy Stewart passed away, The Doors began a run of four shows in New York City at the Felt Forum, now called the Hulu Theater underneath Madison Square Garden. It was during around this tour that uh, the Doors were, I believe they were, what was it? No, wait, hold on. I gotta be doing something wrong, right? Yes, no, I was right. Okay, yes, I, I read it wrong. Yes, so I was right. The, the tour felt for him was on this day. I was I was not a dummy. I was right. Anyway, so it was around this time that the Doors were promoting the the Morrison Hotel album, which would have Roadhouse Blues and uh, Peace Frog and whatnot on there, and, and and as a way to go back to basics, especially when Jim Morrison's uh, public uh, relations really cratered around this time and. Uh, these performances at the Felt Forum later became the basis of the Doors' only officially released live album during their original tenure. The only one. And it's a pretty, um, it's an interesting album in that some people like it, some people hate it, others just ignore it. So, might as well just put it at that, but what this album is known for is especially known for is being the only recorded performance of Jim Morrison's Celebration of the Lizard, which is a long performance piece that was not on any of the studio albums. However, one of the sections called Not to Touch the Earth was on Waiting for the Sun album in 1968. And so when I... Decided that I was going to play a song from the Absolutely Live album. I had to pick which one. And then it hit me why not play the medley on side one of Alabama Song, Whiskey Bar, Backdoor Man, 
an original poem called Love Hides and then five to one. Perfect. Ten minutes, one song. We'll see. I, I, I believe this should pass FCC regulation because this is just a medley, what's considered to be one entire recording. But on Spotify, they split it up into little sections. So we'll see. I highly doubt this will be a violation. But c'est la vie. Now here it is. The Doors live from New York City in 1970 with their medley from the Absolutely Live album. Here on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection, and every day I have the blues. Thank you. 
Shadows of the evening Crawl across the year Y'all walk across the floor With the flower in your hand Trying to tell me no one understands Trading your hours for a handful of dimes Gonna make it, baby, in our prime Get together one more time Get together one more time Get together one more time Get together Get it all together Get the whole thing together babe. I tell you we gotta get it all together One more Time That was a medley of songs from Absolutely Live, The Doors, Alabama Song, Whiskey Bar, Backdoor Man, Love Hides, and 5 to 1 here on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. 10.32 here on a Tuesday, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the godfather of rock and roll and a birthday of another British guitarist here on Everyday I Have the Blues with me, Elliot Coriath, on Radio DePaul Chicago's College Connection. I turned it off before. Connection. Please make a connection. This is Bulletin. The stop for Radio DePaul. Your Chicago College Connection. 
It's hard to keep track of everything going on in Chicago. That's why the reporters at 14 East work to tell the stories behind the hot topics and controversial issues circulating conversation. Every Friday, 14 East publishes stories ranging from arts and culture to news and politics. To read their most recent lineup, visit 14eastmag.com or follow them at 14eastmag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with what's happening in Chicago. 14 East Magazine, stories beyond the skyline. This message brought to you by 14 14 East and Radio DePaul, Chicago's college connection. Your bike does a lot for you. Now, the question is, what can we do for them? In September of 2022, 50 bikes were reported stolen. People often neglect their bike by using a cheaper lock or thinking an unlocked bike is safe for a couple of minutes. We're always asking how our bike is doing, but never how it's feeling. Oops, looks like, 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 like we had an issue with the introduction track. How about we change that music too? Anyways, here are some helpful bike security tips to practice. First, always make sure to lock your bike, and when you're buying a lock, always try to buy the most expensive lock you are willing to afford. Mule locks or chain locks are generally a good idea, but any lock is better than none. Second, when locking, always lock your front wheel with the frame of your bike, with a bike rack, pole, or anything that is firmly affixed. Once your bike is locked, always make sure to take all unsecured belongings with you. Lastly, always remember to lock it up, even if you were gone for just a second. These bike security tips have been presented to you by Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. When you walk into Glasgow Saloon at 2158 North Halstead in Chicago, you're actually traveling back in time in a way, because the Glasgow family has been in the groggery business since the 1800s. And the saloon, or groggery if you prefer, has been serving Chicago since 1937. And if you like Greek food, have it delivered from the Athenian Room nearby and keep on drinking and commiserating. For more information, head to glasscots.com or stop by Glasscott Saloon today at 2158 North Halstead. This is Frank Tunnett. This is Ian, Jamie, Kevin, Sean, and Charles from Stampy. I'm Kelly from Camp Hope, and you're listening to Radio DePaul. And you're listening to Radio Radio DePaul. Welcome back, everyone, to Every Day I Have the Blues. With me, your host, Elliot Corieth. Before the break... I said we were going to talk about the godfather of rock and roll. Well, I was wrong. We're going to talk about the godfather of rhythm and blues. Johnny Otis passed away on this day in 2012 at the age of 90. And uh, while he he's has some recorded songs, including one I'm going to play soon, he's more known for being a producer and a talent scout on the same level of Ike Turner for discovering some of the bigger R&B stars of the 50s. For example, in 1951, after he had had some chart success, he had a talent show. And at that talent show, a 13-year-old by the name of Jamisetta Hawkins performed in Los Angeles. This is all in California, FYI. And from that, Otis was incredibly impressed by her voice that he signed her and produced and co-wrote her first hit. 
for Mercury Records. That woman and that girl was none other, none other than Etta James, who would later sing At Last and Tell Mama and become one of the greatest singers of all time. In 1952, he was in Houston, Texas, and uh, he, had an, uh, he had one singer from the area audition named Willie Mae Thornton. And again, loved her voice so much that not only did he produce and co-wrote, but he played the drums on a song that was written by this up-and-coming songwriting duo named Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. That singer was Big Mama Thornton, and that song was Hound Dog, later covered by Elvis Presley. He would continue to also record and uh, produce on the song Pledging My Love from Johnny Ace. He played the vibraphone, which was the hook, and later became an A&R man for King Records, which was the home of James Brown at that time, and also discovered Jackie Wilson, Hank Ballard, and Little Willie John. So, a very wide career. Oh, and also Johnny Guitar Watson as well. Him as well. <laughs> yeah, so that's Johnny Otis, and he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, in 2000 and... No, 1994. I want to say uh, as either... A, was it Lifetime Achievement? Or was it Award for Musical Excellence? Hold on. Let me pull this up. No, not not musical excellence, because that was two thousand, the year two thousand. What about non-performers? Yep, there he is. There he is. Nineteen ninety-four. All right, I was right. Anyway, let's keep this song going. Anyway, here is one of Johnny Otis's more famous songs, covered by Eric Clapton in nineteen seventy-four on four sixty-one Ocean Boulevard. Willie. And the hand jive here on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. And every day, I have the blues. Do that hand I want 
when he did that hand jive with his feet.
that's a great ending. Thanks, Johnny Otis. You really couldn't do like a fade out there? I know fade outs are cliche, but... Anyway, that was The Wallflower, a.k.a. Roll With Me, Henry. Etta James, her first ever hit. Co-written and produced by Johnny Otis, who I played before with Willie and the Hand Jive. Continuing on our musical trek, we got a birthday. And happy 74th birthday to Mick Taylor. Mick Taylor, another underrated British guitarist who, at the age of 18, joined John Mayall's Blues Breakers after the departure of one Eric Clapton for the band Cream and played with them for three years and played on plenty of albums with Decca Records, including Crusade, Bare Wires, Back to the Roots. Before he got a call from, I would assume, Mick Jagger and said, hey, listen, your boss, John Mayall, and our in-house piano player and manager, Ian Stewart, recommended you to us because, you know, our our co-founder, Brian Jones, well, he's kind of going off the rocker a bit. Can you come in and, like, play some guitar fills? Well, he's strung out a bit. And Mick Taylor said, sure. Why not? And so at the age of 21, I believe. No, at the age of 20, Mick Taylor was a Rolling Stone and played on some of the songs that were on uh, Let It Bleed and later was featured in full on Sticky Fingers until he quit the band in 74 after the release of It's Only Rock and Roll. I've played the Stones enough, so I'm not going to play them, but I will play John Mayall and the Bluesbreakers, specifically their album, one song from the album Blues from Laurel Canyon, when Mayall moved there. And also, per request from my friend Andy, who sent me to play a Nina Simone song, and so he has his wish. I'll be playing To Be Young, Gifted, and Black by Nina Simone. But first up, John Mayall and the Bluesbreakers, here. On Every Day I Have the Blues with Elliot Coriath on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College, Connection. Wow. 
To Be Young, Gifted, and Black, Nina Simone. The song before that, Someone's Acting Like a Child by John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. And here we are at the end of the show, 10.54, six minutes left. One last song for Jeff Beck. Passed away one week ago at the age of 78. In 1971, 72, Jeff Beck and his drummer, Cozy Powell, made the trip to Motown because they wanted to see, you know, the snake pit where all the, those hit records were made. And while there, they met Stevie Wonder and I think Beck later returned a few, I think about maybe a year or a few months later, and Beck wanted to collab with Stevie and together, they created superstition and Beck didn't want a writing credit. He said, you know, let Stevie have it from that later in 1973 Beck needing a new band hooked up with Tim Bogert and Carmine Apiche from the bands cactus and vanilla fudge to create the supergroup Beck Bogert Apiche. And from that they recorded an album and covered Superstition. Jeff Beck, 44 to 23. This has been Everyday Have the Blues on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. BBA, take it away.
live from our brand new website, RadioDePaul.com, and the award-winning Radio DePaul app. This is Radio DePaul, Chicago's college connection.